Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Come on, church. Is this life church, the one that cheers and screams and hollers? Let's try it again. Are you ready to lift off today? All right. (laughs) We got to wake it up. I don't know. But the worship was amazing, so it wasn't that. We were singing away. Hey, welcome, guests. We're so glad you're here. I'm honored that you would come spend your Sunday with us. We hope you'll come back and be with us. And we want to give a huge welcome to our guests. So, church, would you join me in that? That's awesome. We're so glad you're here. I want to take a minute before I get to a message to honor the veterans that are with us today in our church. And I know that uh, in many ways, veterans, they, they don't want to be singled out. They don't want to be pointed out at times. There's a humility that's in them. But I don't want to miss this moment to say thank you because our nation wouldn't be where it is today. We wouldn't have the freedom to worship today without our military. Uh, We wouldn't have the safety that our military provides us. And we are so grateful for those who have served. So I'm gonna ask if you are a veteran, if you'd please, please stand to your feet so we may honor you today and thank you for your service. Yes, God bless you, God bless you. Now, would the rest of you stand up and give them the honor they deserve? Come on, give them honor. Give them honor. Yes, yes, yes. Amazing. Amazing. Well, we want to say thank you. Thank you for serving. We appreciate you, and we honor you today. Uh, next week, I hope you'll come back to church next week. This is a little, a little promo to get you to return because we have a fantastic announcement about our building next week. And uh, we're going to talk about the renovation project. And I'm going to, listen, I'm going to tell you exactly what you want to hear next week. So you just need to come back and just hear it. We have a presentation. It's going to be great. And so you just need to come back. And and so what you're thinking is, is why don't you tell us right now? And we just have a better way of doing it next week. So you got to wait a week. And this is just me just telling you, you got to come back next week. Amen to that. Hey, I want to start today with a little humor. Can I do that? Anybody need a joke today? Um, You know, we got to lighten it up a little bit. I got a great message for you. But before we get to it, I want to tell you about old Bubba, a friend of ours, Bubba. He he was on a plane getting ready to take off and he got nervous. And so he opened his Bible up to find some comfort and security. And this old boy was sitting beside him and he's like, what you reading, Bible? He goes, you don't believe that stuff, do you? Bubba says, sure I do. I believe every word in it. And the guy said, well, what about that that guy that got swallowed by a fish? Bubba said, you mean Jonah? He said, yeah. He goes, you don't believe that man really was able to live in a belly of a whale, do you? And so Bubba, he thought about it a minute. He goes, well, I don't know. He said, but I'll tell you what, when I get to heaven, I'll just ask him. And that guy said, well, What if he didn't go to heaven? Bubba said, well, then you ask him. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the back row. Appreciate it. Hey, we're in a series called Fueled on how to live a life that is fueled by the Holy Spirit. And today I want to talk to you about hearing the voice of the Lord. And I believe that your entire walk with God, I believe your destiny is determined, is, is, is so it's important to hear the voice of the Lord because it determines your destiny. It determines your life. You hear his voice. He directs you in the directions and he guides you in the directions and to the places and to, and to all the things that he wants to do for your life. And if you can't hear his voice, it's like just walking in the darkness. Anybody get up in the middle of the night trying to find your way to the bathroom and you're just, you know, you're doing this number and you can't see anything and and we don't want to be in the dark. We, God wants to, to lead us in our life. And so today in my sermon title is Ears to Hear. So this week when I was planning and, and kind of working on my message, I spent some time on our back patio. It was Tuesday. It was a beautiful day. And that afternoon, it was one of those, those moments where the temperature was just right, you know, like you just, where you can't feel the air. It was great. And, and unfortunately, we live a little close to, to Highway 74. And so I can hear the, the trucks go by a little bit, you know, just kind of off in the distance, not awful. And so I was sitting there, I was enjoying it. But I was talking, writing about ears to hear. And I thought, well, I want to practice hearing a little bit past the noise that was around me. So I started focusing my, my listening and I started attempting to hear things that were beyond just the sound of the road. And so I, I focused and I, I sat quiet. And, and as I did that, I began to hear other things. I started picking up on other sounds around me. And, and it just so happened where I was sitting, there was a, a leaf that was just sitting on the patio and a little breeze came by. It was oh, so glorious. But this breeze, it just caused that leaf to, to just scurry along the ground and I could hear it scraping the patio. I was like, wow. But if I wasn't listening, I would never have heard it. I'd only heard the trucks go by. And then I was listening and I heard one of our neighbors must have a wind chime. It's probably two or three houses down and I could hear that chime just off in the distance. And I was like, how beautiful is that? Then I heard a squirrel. He was, you know, like digging around in the pine straw and, and I could just, and I could hear him. I started picking up on it. The wind came through the trees and I heard it. And, and so I, I was just learning how to, to listen. I had ears to hear something that was beyond the, the distraction that was around me. And I believe that God is, is speaking to us often but we are distracted by the noises around us and, and we're just constantly barraged by notifications and, and, and you know, phones ringing and, and TVs and we're just busy and we're, we're hurried in life and, and there's just so much that's coming at us that I feel like that we, we miss out so much of what God is trying to speak to us because we haven't learned to listen for his voice. And today I want to just help us to, to hear his voice. If we have ears to hear, and this is what Revelation 2.7 says to us. It says, anyone with ears to hear, what must listen? Like there's, a, there's an active part of that, that if you want to hear God's voice, then you must listen for it. You must, you must pay attention. You must focus. You must find a way to, to tune out some of the distractions so you can hear. And it says that we must listen to the Spirit because the Spirit of God is speaking to us and we want 
to hear that. Last week, I opened up the series about the Holy Spirit, that we were activating His Spirit in us, but we learned that, that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, that that's His presence. It lives there. And so the most common way you're going to hear God is from within because that's where His Spirit lives within us, and we'll hear it there. Now, in the Old Testament, before they had the, the beauty of having the Spirit live in them, God's Spirit resided in a, in a temple. It was a, a temporary housing place for God. And so when people wanted to hear God, they had to either go to the temple or they had to go to a prophet. They had to go to a leader that could tell them what God was saying. They didn't have the privilege that you and I have of the Holy Spirit living inside of us. So often you would read in the Old Testament, the kings, before they would go to battle, they would inquire of a prophet and the prophet would give them direction and instructions because the kings couldn't hear God for themselves. So they needed a prophet. And so the prophets would give directions to the people and, and they would give people the, the instructions that they needed for their life. In, in that time, people were dependent upon a prophet to hear God's voice. But today we are not dependent upon prophets because we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Now there is a place for New Testament prophets. Generally, New Testament prophets, the prophets that we listen to today, are confirming and encouraging the things that God is already speaking to us from within. And so it's, it's, always a, it's always a lift to us when we hear the prophets today. It's encouraging because it's, it aligns with what God is saying to us in our life. Now, even the disciples, the early disciples that walked with Jesus, they depended upon the, the, the audible voice of Jesus to lead them. They physically walked with Jesus and, and they, they heard him speak and Jesus would lead them. But when Jesus said to them, there will be this day that I am crucified, I die, I'll be resurrected. And he said, then I'm going to go to the Father. And when he goes to the Father, he's going to send his spirit, his Holy Spirit to live inside these disciples. It was a transitional phase for these disciples. They had to go from, from a natural way of hearing, natural ears, to spiritually hearing God speak to them on the inside. And so Jesus said it to them in preparation for this. He said in John 16, 12, he said, there is so much more that I want to tell you. In other words, Jesus is like, I could talk to you all day long. I could talk to you all week long. I could talk to you all month long. And I want you to know that God is talking to us all day long, all week long. He's always talking to us. And it says, but you can't bear it now. Verse 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you. And so this is that transition from him saying that you physically followed me. So when Jesus went to Capernaum, the disciples went to Capernaum. When he went to the Mount of Olives, they went to the Mount of Olives. They followed him around because they could see him. They could hear him. But he says, I'm going to go to the Father and the spirit of truth, he will begin to guide you into truth. It says he will not speak on his own, speaking of the Holy Spirit, but he will tell you what he's heard. So he's in the heavenly realms. He's hearing God's direction. And now he is in us. And it says he will tell you about the future. So that's him directing us. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. 
All that belongs to the Father's mind, this is why I said, and it goes to say this, that the Spirit will tell you whatever He receives from me. So the Spirit is where we hear God's voice today from within. If you're taking notes, I want you to, I want you to know this because it's so important that every follower of Christ can hear God's voice. You can. We have the privilege of hearing God's voice. And it's remarkable that the, the God that created the, the universe with, with his voice. You read in the book of Genesis and it says that he, he spoke and he said, let there be light. And there was light that came. That same voice that created all of that speaks to you and I today. It's remarkable that we have this privilege I believe that God's favorite ways, you can take this and write this down, God's favorite ways to speak to us are from his word and from within today. I don't think you will effectively hear God's voice that is in us without consistently hearing God's voice that is written for us. We need to be in God's word. We need to read his word. You'll struggle. Listen, if you don't spend time learning the, the character of God and the, the principles of God and the voice of God in scripture, you will not recognize his voice when he speaks to you from within. I related to kind of like my, my father. I grew up in my house. I saw, heard my father speak often. Now when he calls me on the phone, I don't have to say, hey, who's this? I know his voice. How do I know his voice? Because I've spent time with him in a way that taught me and trained me to know his voice. And so you can learn to hear God's voice. We need his voice. That's why preaching is so important, by the way. Preaching is about preaching the word of God. And so you learn to hear God's voice through the preached word of God. Listen, you need to be in an environment where God is using a pastor, a preacher, to speak the words of God so that you can hear what God is saying. Listen, you should never miss church for no other reason than to every week get a word from God. Every week you should get a word from God. If I'm preaching the word of God, every week you should get a word from God. Well, that's pretty good. I didn't have that in the notes. I mean, I don't even know if second service is gonna get that one, but that's good, that's good. Amen. Write that down and tell me later so I don't forget it. <laughs> How does God speak to us, though, from within? He speaks through our thoughts. I, I read this week that people have up to 60,000 thoughts a day. I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have that many thoughts. I'm not that smart. I, I probably, I'm probably in, there's, there's probably an average. Harriet has probably a hundred thoughts a day. I'm probably at 20 and we average it out somehow. But, but 60,000 thoughts a day. Some of those thoughts are what we've called carnal thoughts. They're self like birth thoughts. They're, they're the, they're the pride thoughts. They're the, the things that, you know, lead us into, you know, things we don't need to be a part of. We have those. Some thoughts are demonic thoughts. And, and you've had those. You, you've had thoughts that, that, you know, are birthed out of hell. And, and, you know, you just get some crazy thought. Have you ever had one of those crazy thoughts? That, you know, you're like, where'd that come from? Well, that, that wasn't God. That was the enemy. 
Some thoughts are useful thoughts, and I would say they're birthed from wisdom. You know, we have, you know, you, you're, you learn to think and you learn to, you know, think appropriately. And so there's good thoughts. But then there are these, these thoughts that come from God. And this is primarily how God speaks to us. There's also promptings. Have you ever had a prompting from God where you, you are in, in like in a moment, like just instantaneously, you get this, this prompting from God and, and you go, oh, I bet that was God. Like this week I was on the way to, to our gym and, and in my heart, I thought just boom, it just a, a thought came to me. Be sure and mention to whoever's there today something about Jesus. Now I thought, well, I mean, that's not the devil, obviously. So I'm like, good. Um, could that be my thought? Maybe, but at least I'm gonna err on the side of doing something for God. I'm just gonna run with a prompting. And so you just, you catch these promptings along the way. You might have a sense of, hey, I'm going to take a different direction to work one day. You know, you're driving along, you get this prompting. You, go, you know what? I'm going to go this way instead of that way. You just, you just go with some of those promptings that come in your life. Promptings. God speaks through dreams sometimes. Um, sometimes it's just pizza, but sometimes God speaks through dreams. And um, I don't know that I really catch a lot through dreams personally, but I often wake up with something. And I'll wake up and, and usually in, I wake up on Sunday morning with a, a new point for my message. And then I drive our tech team crazy because I'm like, hey, can you change the whole notes for me? Because I got a word from God last night. They're like, would God please speak on Tuesday? That would be helpful. But, but sometimes I just wake up and there's just a thought there. And, and so, you know, you just, you, you grab it and you go, hey, I bet that was God. And so, so those are some of the internal ways that God speaks to us. And the Bible says this, it says in John 10, 27, that my sheep hear my voice. And he says, and I know them. And they'll follow me. So we follow him by his voice. That's the, the direction. That's how God leads us today is through his voice, through his word that we hear his voice there. And we hear it through him speaking to us from within. And when you learn to hear his voice and you learn to follow him through his leading, he can lead you to the greatest places. He can take you to places that, that are the biggest blessings in your life. He can, he can lead you. He can speak to you about the school that he wants you to attend. He can talk to you about a wife or a husband that the Lord wants you to spend time with or marry. He can help you select the job that is for you. He can speak to you about going on a mission trip in your life. And, and you think, yes, I, I want to do that because he has spoken to you from within. He can, he can prompt you, speak to you to, to give a meal to a neighbor or someone that has a need. He can prompt you and speak to you to pray for a waitress that, that is helping you at lunch today. He can prompt you. He can speak to you. He can speak to you about leading a life group at our church. And, and let me just say to you, that's what he said. I told you you'd get something out of this message today. See, God is speaking. He also is saying, should, when you ask the question, should I join this church? God said, yes, that's what he said. I'm telling you, you don't always have to pray. I'll help you in some places. But listen, God will speak to you. He will, he will move in your heart and your spirit. And he speaks to us and he'll take us into the greatest places. And we need to hear his voice. We need to know when he's speaking to us. We need to have ears to hear and I believe that hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit is one of the most extraordinary, supernatural privileges that we have. 
hearing his voice. So I want to teach you something today that I would call it listening prayers. And so this is a way to train yourself to hear the voice of the Lord. This is going to be extremely practical for a few minutes. And I just want you to, to take this listening prayer lesson, take some notes on it. And if you'll put it into practice, it will teach you how to hear God's voice so that when you are in a place where he prompts you, you have a better ability to understand that's his voice. And so I want to teach you about listening prayers today. And I'll call it this listening prayer because it's prayer and listening kind of put together. But you have to actively listen. It's, it's praying with a, a part of actively listening for God. You know, you can actively listen. I share the story about sitting on the patio. You actively listen. Years ago when I was a, a young boy, we, we owned property and uh, we lived on this mountain. And for some reason, we decided we were going to raise horses on the side of a mountain. That probably wasn't the voice of the Lord because there's more rocks than there are grass on this mountain. So, but we cleared this pasture the best we could and we had a few horses, but there was this one bank that the horses just couldn't get to. It was just too steep. It wasn't safe for them, but it was right in front of the house and it just was growing up ugly with weeds and everything. So my dad came up with this idea of, of buying a goat and let this goat just eat that bank down because he could handle the side of the bank. And, and so so we bought this goat. We, we named him Sweet William. So Sweet William was the goat. And, um, and so as he got a little bit bigger, he got legs like Michael Jordan and he could hop the fence. And so he wouldn't stay in the fence anymore. And he would just walk out. It was amazing. Boing and be right on the other side of that fence. And so Sweet William kept getting lost. And, and so we'd have to hunt for Sweet William. So my dad came up with another idea. He put this big cowbell around Sweet William. And that bell would ring and, you know, and everywhere he'd go, you could hear that thing ringing. And so, so now when he would jump the fence and he would head off into the woods, my dad would say to me, Tim, sweet William's gone again. I need you to go find him. And so what I would do is I would go out in the woods and I would get real still and I would listen for that faint sound of a cowbell. And I would hear it over there, general direction, wasn't clear. So I'd walk that way for a while, walk that way, and then I'd stop and I would, I would listen again. And it'd be a little louder this time. And I'd walk and walk. And, and it, I, I trained myself to quiet myself, to listen for a specific sound. And I learned to hear little Sweet William's cowbell. And then I'd wrestle that goat for the next hour back to the house and I would stink and it was, it was awful experience. I hated when sweet William got out. But listening prayers are stopping to listen for the voice, that, that sound from heaven that is for you. And I want to take us to the book of Habakkuk to teach you this process. Habakkuk 2.1 says, I will climb up to my watchtower, stand at my guard post. I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. I'll explain complaint in a moment. Then the Lord said to me, write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. So Habakkuk was a prophet in the Old Testament. And this is the book that, that namesake for him. And he records a, a dialogue between himself and God. And we're seeing some of that dialogue here. Now, at this point in the history of Israel, 
Habakkuk was, was saddened by the widespread injustice and violence that was occurring in his nation. And he was puzzled at the fact that God seemed to be tolerating this in his nation. And so he was complaining to God about all that was going on. He, was, he had questions like, God, why are you doing this? Why is this happening? And so he started asking questions to God. And so then though, what he did that was brilliant is he would ask and then he would listen. He would ask and then he would listen. He was practicing listening prayers. And from this text, I'll give you some pointers on how to do listening prayer. Number one is I should withdraw to a quiet place. The Bible says in Habakkuk that, that he, he climbed up to a watchtower and, and he stood at a, at a guard post. He, he withdrew from the distractions and he found a place where he could meet with God. He just like, I, I've got to get away from the noise of the town, the city that was below Jerusalem. And he's like, I got to get up to a place where I can, I can begin to, to hear and see and spend time with God. And so I just want to encourage you that if you want to practice listening prayers, you're going to have to find your spot. So for me, my spot might be on the back patio or we have a frog, you know, a little room over the garage. And, 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 and I find my spot where I can spend time with God free from distractions. And the TV isn't on, you know, the college football is not on. There's, you know, this like, I, I need some time with God. I got to be like Habakkuk and, and climb up to my watchtower. And I believe that God's voice is the loudest when we get the quietest. And that's how I'll hear him better when I'm quiet. And so I want to encourage you, find your place to meet with God. You need a place. You need to prepare. I like to prepare ahead of time. I have a little table by my chair and, and I'll put my journal there, my Bible's there and I have a pen there. And it just stays there almost all the time so that when I'm ready to go spend some time with God, I don't have to spend 20 minutes looking for, you know, my journal, Right. I know where my Bible is, but I have to look for my journal. But so, so, you know, I don't want to waste that time. So find your spot. It can be a living room. It can be your office. It can be your car. Find your spot. Second thing I want to encourage you to is, is practice these listening prayers. And I'll say it like this, that I should ask God's questions. Sorry, I should ask God questions and wait for God's answers. So you ask him questions. So it said here in Habakkuk 2, it says, there I'll wait to see what the Lord says and how he'll answer my complaint or my questions. And this is where he just begins to practice what we're calling listening prayers today. And he'll ask God a question and he'll wait for the answer. Like that whole waiting part is something that I don't think we do very well anymore. I think we say, well, God, I need this, need this, and check the box and we're off. And there's, there's a, we need to take this part where he says he waited for that answer. He waited to hear God. And so I would say that a good practice for you for listening prayers would, is, would be to maybe open your Bible and read it for a little bit and, and let God's word begin to speak to you that way. Then pray about your needs. Go ahead and say, God, this is what's going on in my life. I, I need you to heal that and touch that. And, you know, and then pray for others and pray for your church and pray for you know, friends in your life and, and pray for those things. And then take about 10 minutes for listening prayers at the end of that. And ask God some specific questions. The more specific your question, the easier it is to hear God. And so you might want to ask God questions like, how do you want me to improve my marriage? Like, boom. And then wait. Instead of you just getting up and running off or pulling out your computer and, and finding, you know, the, the latest marriage, you know, blog and, um, you know, just wait for God to speak to you. God, how do you want me to, to, to you know, fix this 
for my child. My child's going through a, a difficult time with a bully in school. And God, how, besides beating up the bully, how do you want me to handle that? You know, I'm joking. God, speak to him, ask him questions. How can I grow my sales or my customer base in my business? Ask a question. Like the real things that you're working in in life. Like, like Lord, I need, I need an answer about this. Like I, I, I'm stuck and I need help. God, here's my question. Maybe you can say, God, how can I make a difference with my life? What, is, what can I do with my life that really matters? And you sit and you begin to wait and listen for God. Maybe you could say, God, are you pleased with the way I'm handling my finances? And just ask the question and begin to listen for God. This is what the Bible says that if you'll ask. It says this in James 1, 5 and 6. It says, if you want to know what God wants you to do, ask him. Like how genius is that? You didn't even need a pastor to tell you that today. Like it's just so simple. But if you'll ask him, he says he will gladly tell you for he is always ready to give a bountiful supply of wisdom to all who ask him. He will not resent it. No, he wants it as a matter of fact. But when you ask him, just be ready to expect it because he's going to talk to you. And so here's the pattern I'm sharing with you today. Sit in a quiet place. Ask God, listen for what he says. And number four, you should write down my inner impressions. That's where your journal comes in. It says in Habakkuk 2.2, it says, the Lord said to me, write my answers plainly on tablets. So begin to write. It's an exciting part of listening to God because you're gonna get a lot of thoughts. You're gonna get a lot of impressions, a lot of promptings. And you need to just start writing down all of those impressions. Every time you get a thought, just write it down. Just write it in your book. It, it's like brainstorming with God, you know, just like God, oh, I'm going to write that. And you write that and you may receive like a verse in the Bible. God may give you a verse. You may receive maybe a, a song lyric or maybe just God gives you just one word and you just, you hear that word and you're not sure if it's God or not, but you're just going to write that word down. Maybe it's a phrase, write it down. Maybe you somehow remember a point from a sermon and you write that down. And so God brings it back. Maybe God gives you a picture. Maybe you hear God in pictures and maybe he gives you something very specific. Many times God only gives us the next step and not the entire future for us. But what I want to encourage you to do is to ask the questions and begin to write everything that you hear and write it and write it and write it. And then you can pray over those things and you can begin to, to, to process those things out and determine, is this God or not for my life? Which brings me to the next point that I should confirm my impressions, especially in the important issues of life. You probably ought to seek out confirmation. Habakkuk 2.2 says that, that I will write my answers plainly on tablets so a runner can carry the correct message. Like we need the right message. We need to know to the best of our ability that we're hearing God. Now I'm going to give you just a, a little insight. Rarely will you be 100% sure it's God. Rarely. I can't tell you how many times I have stood and preached and I go, this is the word of the Lord and I'm about 80% sure. Why? Because we walk by faith. Like, like I mean, there's, God's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you step a little bit out by faith because that's going to grow you in another way. 
He does, listen, I don't know, maybe you've got better ears than I do. Um, I'm pretty good at 80 to 90%. Maybe you're better, but God bless you, then you, know, you can be my prophet if that's the case. But, but listen, you need to do your best to know that you have heard from God. I'd recommend you to, to determine if this answer that you got aligns with God's word, aligns with his character. I would recommend to you to determine, do you have peace about that? Because often your peace will determine whether or not you're hearing God. And then I'd recommend that you talk to a friend or leader. Most importantly, if you're married, your spouse to, to determine, is this God or not? And, and work through that until you believe that you have heard God. And then comes the most exciting part of the whole process. I should run with God's answer. I should run with it. The Lord said to me, write my answer plainly so that a runner can carry that message. Listen, you are the runner. <laughs> God, is, God is speaking to you because he is leading your life and he is directing your life. And if you will go through this process of listening prayers, it's going to be like, you know, like, wow, all of a sudden you're going to be off and running with God's voice directing your life. You're going to be following God's plan for your life. You're going to be hearing God and being led by God. And he is going to take you to the places that he wants you to go. He's going to give you the answers that you need in your life. You're going to live the destiny and the dream of God because you've learned to hear his voice. Your life will not look like anyone else's life because God has a plan for your life. And if you're looking everywhere else for God's plan for your life and God's voice somewhere else, you're going to end up imitating someone else. And we need to imitate our heavenly father. We need to imitate what the voice of God is saying to us. You have a purpose in life. You have a destiny in life and it doesn't look like mine. It doesn't look like David's. It looks like the thing that God has for you. And if you don't learn to hear God's voice, you're going to just do somebody else's plan and you're going to get to an age that you look back and go, well, I didn't accomplish anything that I wanted to accomplish. And it's because you didn't learn to hear God's voice. He's speaking to you today. And I want you to take some time. I want you to value the voice of the Lord. And if you'll value his voice, if you'll take time to learn to hear his voice when it's quiet, then you'll learn over time to hear his voice through the noise of the world. And you'll catch those promptings more and more. And so the spirit is in you. He's in me, he's in your life and he's leading your life. And he wants to bless you. He wants to lead you if you'll have ears to hear. Amen, church? Amen, amen. amen. Awesome. Well, that's the message. Hope you liked it. Um, I'm going to close out with, a, that's the, the worst closing I've ever had right there. <laughs> Some days I just feel a little goofier than others. This is one of those days. It's awesome. Listen, here's what's really important. The voice of the Lord is saying this. That if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, then today is your day of salvation. I'm telling you, that's the word of the Lord. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, today is the day of salvation. If you've never had your sins forgiven and you're walking and trying to figure out life on your own, you need a savior and his name is Jesus. I want you to know that God loves you. He cares about your life. 
He cares about your past. He cares about what you're going through now. He knows the future. He cares about it all. He wants to lead you. He wants to help you. He wants to be a part of it all. The problem is, is most people are following their own will and we need to follow the will of God. And we learn that by his voice. And, and I want you to begin a relationship with, with Jesus so that that spirit will live inside of you so you can be led. And he loves you. God loves you. All of us were separated from God because of sin. It just put this giant wall and we can't hear God's voice from within with that wall. But Christ, he died on the cross to tear down that wall between you and God. <clears throat> he died for your sins. He paid the penalty, the price for, for my sin. He took the punishment for mine and your sin so that you don't have to, so you can be forgiven. And if you want to be forgiven of your sins and begin a relationship, then all you have to do is believe in Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins. Believe that he rose from the grave. Believe that he paid the price for your sins so that you can be forgiven today. And you can begin a brand new relationship and have the spirit of God to lead your life. Would you bow your heads in this moment? Because I believe the spirit is speaking. And if you don't know Jesus and you've never begun a relationship, then you're probably feeling your heart beat a little extra. You're probably feeling a draw from the Holy Spirit to make a decision to follow Him. And with every head bowed, if you know God's speaking to you right now about forgiveness and about salvation, and you're ready to make a decision to follow Jesus today, would you lift your hand to me real high? I'd love to see your hand. Thank you, Lord. Let's all pray this together. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus. He died for my sins. He rose from the grave. I believe in Jesus. I turn to him for forgiveness and salvation today. Now would you Place your spirit within me so that I can be led and follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen, church. Amen. Amen. God bless.